the Arboretum, mm -hmm. where the original Honeycrisp came from, is so much closer than pretty much any other Actual apple, apple, apple orchard. orchard. And they have the best Honeycrisp apples. So it's mm. like, why would I go to, too far away. too far away orchard? But also, it is fun to look at, like... Trees. Trees. And, and then be like outside. and be outside <laughs> and go into the gift shop and look at like apple flavored candles. I do like an apple cider donut. Like no, I'm not I gonna do. lie. I, right? It's like everything I'm like, I love that, but you're right. I don't like that I get there and they'll be like, Today's gonna be a hundred dollar day and you're like, But I only got three things. Why did I need Yes, and you're like, ah. mm, speaking of outside, so the reason we have a, a tea based pairing today. Do you wanna clink? Cute. Um, we have a tea-based uh, pairing today that is non-alcoholic because I was outside for too long on Friday <laughs> night and now I'm sick. That's fair. You're a Victorian child uh, where it's like the weather... It's is... been cold. It has been cold. Well, because uh, my beautiful wife, who I love, uh, has a skate club and she has... Yes. There's a person in the skate club who's very enthusiastic and like 20 years old. So she planned a disco rollout at the Walker Statue Garden, which was very fun. That sounds amazing, but uh, I'm too old for that it was very. It was super fun. Everyone wore like really stupid clothes and like everyone looked at us like, what is going on? And there was... We like danced to disco music in our skates and it was very fun but it was very cold and then immediately after another friend of mine was having a birthday party for her friend and that is also my friend that was an outdoor viewing party of a movie where we all wore onesies and yes. watched a bad like 80s cult classic nice outside and it was very fun but it was very very cold for many many hours and I woke up with a cold yep that's that's Exactly how you get a cold in Victorian novels. Yes. You just spend like one... <laughs> Too much time outside. Yes. I have pneumonia. I'm and going it, to die. And it was kind of like sprinkly rain at certain times. Probably not like as much as it could have been. You know, I don't think it was raining that day because I feel like we would have gone inside had oh, yeah. it been raining. But guess, it was just chilly. I did go lawn bowling on Friday. So like... Oh, you did. I remember getting an uh, Instagram about yes, that. Yes, yes. So yeah, I was briefly... I was outside, but not as long as you mm -hmm. like I was like man it is cold and so they would like convince me to go out onto the lawn bowling and we'd play like a game and then I'd be like I'm back inside now yes I was outside from oh like 5 30 to 6 30 and then briefly inside for maybe an hour and then back outside from like 7 to 10 30 oh my god in the dark <laughs> yeah no wonder you have pneumonia mm -hmm. not that you have pneumonia yet but it's fine you have pneumonia I've yes. decided yes it's been great. Hello, welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. I'm sick. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not yet sick. We're still recording. I don't think I can give you my sickness if it's just like outside based. I don't yeah. know. I don't really know how that... I know there is a there is a reason that you get sick after you've been outside in the cold. And I want to say your immune system is compromised or something. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, There's science. Or I don't like know your body just like assumes that there was a threat. Something dumb. Oh, maybe. That's probably what it is. Like, it's probably just like... So, who knows? Or like, you know, it's like how whenever I'm hungover, I feel like I'm getting a cold. And it's mm. like just because, like, your body, your body like, produces, you. like, a little bit more mucus because it's like, you can you ingested poison. And so I'm dying. So I must clear everything out. And so it's <laughs> like you get all of these symptoms. And you get, like, a headache and you feel tired. But it's like, it's really because you didn't get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And the sleep you did get was compromised by the fact you were drinking alcohol. And, like, so it's like all these symptoms. You're like, oh, no, I had a night out and now I have pneumonia. And now I've also got a cold. No, you're just hungover. Yep. Can I, this will probably date us uh, into where we're, and when we're filming, but... Uh, I can cut it out if I need to. I'm doing a routine where, for a, like a Lyra routine for an upcoming like Halloweeny show where I, I bleed, and one of the 
So that's this is why I was finding a man to like help rig me up the other I day. See, I see. It's because I was like, I need rigging for blood. Yes. Um, and one blood of the, rigging. One of the things I do is I, I have like a, an empty pill capsule in my nose that has a little bit of fake blood in it that I can squeeze uh, and it will yeah. make me look like I have a nosebleed. But then at, after that happens, there's just like goo in my nose that like attaches to my mucous membrane. So my nose is very confused about what's going on. And so it just gets like really moist and then really dry after I take out the like blob. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, ah! what did you do you took out my skin why <laughs> that sounds horrible my nose was freaking out yesterday because i was trying to do this like while i also had this cold it oh was very gosh. fun no that's yes. like what is it it's like the same it's maybe something similar it's like when you have like oily skin like acne and then you like spend all this time like trying to get rid of the oil by mm-hmm. like washing it too much and then your body is like no it's dry more oil. More, more oil more oil <laughs> so it's like it's like but like the reverse where it's like if your nose is like why is there extra mucus we didn't ask for extra mucus no more mucus for the day i don't care if it's november we're gonna keep talking about spooky things all right so uh we have our tea which is our pairing for today and what i had tried to emulate was a riesling (laughs) so because in our in our fiction in our fiction for the day there is riesling involved and I looked up, like, what the notes of Riesling are supposed to be. Because I know that I like it, but I don't. Yes. I couldn't tell you what the notes of any particular wine is. It's a white. <laughs> it's a white wine that I enjoy. Um, and it's supposed to be very floral and sweet. So I have brought us a fancy tea that I found in my house that is supposed to be hibiscus-y. Oh. And I put sugar in mine so that it is also sweet. It tastes pretty good. I say, I didn't put any sugar in it, but it does still taste sweet Like, it's the me. tea of Rieslings. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also, do taste the hibiscus. The, uh... The fic is based on Good Omens, which I have not seen, but I believe is British. Yes. Okay, good. So we have a tea for a British fic. I didn't know you knew so little about Good I know Omens. Absolutely nothing about Good Omens. I assumed oh. that I assumed since you were like an ex like Doctor Who person. You would think. You would know who Neil Gaiman is. I didn't is, know David Tennant like, was in this until I started looking it up a little bit. <laughs> It's like, it's that all of the nerd girls were sort of like, aha, resurgence of everything we like. Also, Neil um, Gaiman writing a David Tennant I was going to say, um, and uh, Terry Pratchett, is that yes. the, the original author is like a weirdly, like not cult, but like yes. not as popular as like a John Green, but like yes. the, if you, if you follow uh, his works, then like you read yeah. all of his works. Yeah, and Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett wrote it together. Mm-hmm. So, and they're both, you know, very known um, I'm going to call them nerd authors, where it's like, yes. so it's like Good Omens was one of those books that like was very beloved by mm-hmm. a lot of the, mm-hmm. like, essentially the Dr. Hugh, like Dr. Hugh, 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 Hugh. Dr. Hugh, D- Dr. Hugh Stewart, um, yes. like, no, is that it was like really beloved by the same nerdy communities that mm-hmm. liked Dr. Who and like, yeah, I, I got off the Who bandwagon perhaps before. I don't know when this came. When did when did Good Omens the TV show come out? Do you happen to know this year? Okay, so yeah, so I was not. I'm not still on the Doctor Who train. Yeah, I probably could try and get back in because it's a female Doctor, and that sounds exciting. But I was out of it for so long, and I was angry about it for a very long time. Yeah, I was I really. I don't know if I can come back. No, I was really angry when with like Clara. I, yeah, Clara was the end. I was like, yeah, no, I couldn't I deal with Clara either. So like after the Pons left, mm-hmm. it's like I watched like a couple of episodes and I was like, Clara is mm-hmm. the worst, and I'm the sad, worst. and I'm not going back. 
And like, and then I'm like sad because it was such a big part mm-hmm. of my life for so yeah. long. And it's like, I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And like, I had like yeah, Dr. Who parties with my friends. Yeah. And now, so it's like, I look back at it and I'm like, why must you ruin the things I love? Let's just rewatch the ones that are good. I have all of the box sets. So oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That sounds fun. I think it's definitely all of the new Who and like <laughs> maybe, maybe some of the old. It's like that the very classic ones. Yeah. It's like, I might have the very classic ones, but I've never watched any of them. Mm. It's that I, for Christmas. I, think I tried to find them and they're very hard to find. Yeah. Like they're from the 60s onwards. So yeah, like they're it's not 50 on, years of Doctor they're Who. They're not on DVD. Like Yeah. It's that I I got like the box set for Christmas one year and mm-hmm. it was funny because my poor mother didn't know anything about Doctor Who. No. And so she went to like Best Buy oh, and like no, and she and she like knew that I liked it and so yeah. she grabbed the it was like the 50 year anniversary box set so I think it has oh, all of them and it came with a sonic screwdriver and she basically w- like asked like she asked like a Best Buy employee like and was like is this what I'm looking for and he basically told her like be like whatever Doctor Who fan you're buying that for is going to love this and okay. and so and I do mm-hmm. it was very good a, gift good That's gift cute. and it stops exactly when I want it to stop which is before <laughs> Clara perfect um so you will Maybe have to explain to me more because I read the book synopsis of Good Omens because I was yes. like, this is probably because you've told me it's um, it it does follow the book like it stops when the book stops and like mm-hmm. that it doesn't do anything super yes. wild. So you can explain to me more. I there were <laughs> I ended up getting to one very specific realm which was basically um Crowley and Aziraphale. Yep. Ships, yeah, <laughs> because that's the main one. There was not a lot of um, plot type things that happened post apocalypse because mm-hmm. I think spoilers if you haven't seen it, which I also haven't, but you've told me <laughs> that the apocalypse does happen at the end, and that's like what ends the series or the book. Yeah, so kind the of. end of the the end of the series is like they do. It's sometimes referred to as the not the non apocalypse okay. because it's like all of the elements are converging for the apocalypse <clears throat> to happen, mm-hmm. and then like the like, I think it's Adam, the son of the devil, who uh-huh. is, like, supposed to kick off. Like, he basically is going down the track of, like, he will kick off the apocalypse. Right. And then basically he, like, tells Satan, no! And then the apocalypse doesn't happen. Okay. So they do stop the apocalypse. Yes. Okay. Curious. Because, yes, there were not a ton of, like, big plot things. And if there were, it was all about, like, many different names that I didn't know or yeah. realize how to spell. Yep. And I was like, I don't want to deal all, with this. All the it's demons have, much. like, long names. Like, it was like, I couldn't, like... well, and I also couldn't keep, like, I looked up who was an angel and who was a demon, but I couldn't keep it, keep track of it long enough to be like, I know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, I... Like, they, they're fighting, and so, uh, and then they're not fighting, and yeah. so I didn't really know what's going on. Um, yes. So I, I went off of that track very quickly and ended up just finding a lot of um, Aziraphale and Crowley Correct. ships. It was fun. So I have brought you one fic today from uh, Archive of Our Own, but I do want to shout out a specific uh, fanfiction.net writer named I Love Castiel 18 because when I looked up Good Omens, post, post-apocalypse or apocalypse, many of her fan fictions came up. <laughs> so I just want to, like, give her, like, a, a, an audio high-five for, like, doing the good work. Be like, thanks for doing what you do. None of them were quite, like, they were only a little too short or were, like, some, in some way, like, not quite right for, like, reading out loud. But I was, I was, I appreciated her giving me some options. So thank you, I Love Castiel 18. 
uh, for giving me things to read. They're also, kind of like we were talking about, a Doctor Who fan. Yeah. And fan of many British things, Harry Potter and Good Omens and, like, all, you know, Sherlock, Doctor Who, all that good stuff. And along with many other things. So they, they wrote quite a few fan fictions. But the fan fiction I'm going to read to you, if my computer will do anything at all. No, it's dead! My computer's very old. Mm. I was mad at you because I have no shirt to wear for this episode. Oh. <laughs> I had a three-episode streak of shirts. And here I thought you would think of something. Absolutely not. I don't know this phantom at all. A David Tennant shirt. A... I, I could I, uh, the only The only Doctor Who shirt I have is um, stays, or, uh, Keep Calm and... Oh. Something silent. I don't. I can't. You're remember. right. I couldn't have told you what this would have been unless you had like. Oh, keep calm and don't blink. That's what it was. Not oh, the silence. Go, yeah, it yeah. was the weeping angels. Which angels and probably could have done it. It's also a cutoff though, and I'm cold and I don't want to wear that. Today. No. Yeah. Um, well, and it's like I guess I I wouldn't have thought of like unless you were like into like a band that had like omen in the name or some. I don't know. Nope. Not hip enough for wouldn't, that. Wouldn't have gotten there. Uh, the fanfic. We are reading is from Archive of Our Own. It oh, is you by... could have worn a shirt for the bun, though. Do I have a bun shirt? Didn't you say you had, like, a ghoul guy's shirt? Like, I don't. No, I wanted to buy demons. one. So, like, that oh. would have been, that was my tie. And I was like, I could have had a shirt for this episode so I could oh. make up for the episode I don't have one, which is this one. Um, yes. So this this fic is called Get Religion Quick Because You're Looking Divine, which I think is a lyric <laughs> that is out of context. But I like it. The tag uh, that I would rather call this title is Aziraphale is a whole dumbass and a gay idiot, which I like better for the name of this fanfiction because it's more accurate and funnier. It is written by uh, Brinanza, which is a great name. Yes. B-R-I-N-N-A-N-Z-A. They they write quite a lot of fanfictions. I think they had about 100 uh, on Archive of Our Own. wow. But this specific one was influenced or whatever by a Tumblr post that they had written about this, like, plot. So I'm going to read you the Tumblr post to, like, get okay, excited. so I'm ready. Um, Bryn is an adult and goes by they, them. That's most of what... And they also gave us permission. I specifically Tumblr'd them and was like, hey, I want to read your thing. And they were like, oh, wow. cool. Um, I should do that more often, but I just... I, I forget. I just... I mostly just want to make sure people are adults because it's very hard to tell. Uh, so this Tumblr post says, Fick where Aziraphale is fully aware that he's deeply and irrevocably in love with Crowley, and not in the all-encompassing angel kind of way. But since Crowley is a demon, a demon he's clearly not capable of reciprocating. Aziraphale resigns himself to being content with what he's got, despite not at all being in the business of denying himself what he wants. So that's the that's the beginning chunk. There's more to the to the Tumblr post, but that it gets does. into the ending, so I'm not going to spoil it. As a person, so having seen the whole series, it's like, yeah, he isn't used to denying what he wants. Like mm-hmm. he does get a he gets like arrested during the French Revolution mm-hmm. just because he happens to be dressed as like an aristocrat during that time mm-hmm. and it's he was in France because he really wanted a crepe like that's why Fair. and so like Crowley Same. bails him out and he's like you know you didn't have to come here during this time specifically and he's mm-hmm. like I really wanted a crepe so so I read a synopsis but I want you to explain something to me because it, the wording that was used was confusing to me so Aziraphale and Crowley are an angel and a demon respectively mm-hmm. that have lived together throughout like all of time yes is them go so them going through time is part of the series. It doesn't yes. just like start off with them and this like demon baby or whatever. No, so they start as like fully grown like they it's mm-hmm. not like they're like baby angel baby demon. They're it's that the series human. yeah aged. The series starts at the Garden of Eden. So like 
Crowley is okay. like supposed to be the snake that convinces Eve to take the apple. Mm-hmm. And then Aziraphale is sort of like, I feel bad that you guys are getting kicked out of heaven. So he like steals. So he like gives them his flaming sword. And then like the first. Um, Aziraphale's writing the wrongs of Crowley and they eventually like kind of fall into friendship. It's sort of, well, it's not even quite that because they kind of both. It's not, they. it's not like either of them are necessarily writing each other's wrongs. It's sort of like. They both have their own idea of, like, what they're supposed to be doing. So, like, Aziraphale okay. is, like, I was given the task of, like, taking care of humans. And so with the Adam and Eve thing, then it seems like he's sort of, like, well, it's not their fault that, mm-hmm. like, they took the apple that they weren't supposed to take. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, we shouldn't just, like, you know, other angels are more apathetic towards the plight of humans. And mm-hmm. they're sort of, like, well, that just sucks that they're stupid. And, yeah. like, now they're dead. So he's and, very, he's like the the lawyer of the humans, like, yeah. trying to fight for and them. And so, like, and Crowley is sort of, like, he just wants to do, like, what he wants to do. Okay. And, like, so he's not really, like, a lot of the other demons are, like, we are going to corrupt all of the humans. And Crowley's more, like, throughout the series, it's kind of, like, uh, he does, like, kind of funny grievancy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, his big, like, at one point, like, he was the one who created this... Uh, this certain traffic loop that goes around London that is always jammed. Okay. And so he and so he does kind of like nuance, like dumb stuff mm-hmm. like that where he's like, and now everyone's angry. Okay. And they do, they have like this friendship where it's so like... So they're friends, but they're still like pranking each other almost? Yeah. It's like I just don't of... understand the dynamic of like... Because I know they're both taking care of this baby at some point. That's supposed to be the Antichrist. So one is one the, trying to corrupt and the other is not? Or yes. They, okay. So the way they... One example of it is, like, Aziraphale is watching William Shakespeare, like, put on one of his plays mm-hmm. at, the like, the Global Theater. Okay. And there's no one in the theater. Okay. And Aziraphale, like, Crowley comes up and is like, hey, you want to, like, go get a snack or something? Like, they, they just kind of, like hang out like it's like Aziraphale's like you're a demon and we shouldn't be friends and Crowley is like no one cares like let's do whatever we want they're like weird co-workers like they both are doing different projects yes and then like Aziraphale (laughs) is like and Crowley is like I'm supposed to go and do this like uh whatever the demon equivalent of a blessing is so he's like I have to go yeah (laughs) so it was like but it wasn't called that but it was like he was supposed so he was like Okay. Aziraphale's like, William Shakespeare's play is really good. If only more people would see it. Mm. And Crowley's like, are you asking me to convince people to come see this, like, Joker? The two of them will sort of be, like, try and, like, sort of offset each other, but they'll, like, negotiate where it's, like, Crowley is given the task of, like, doing, like, five curses. And Aziraphale's like, what if you do one and then I'll do one for you and then that's only two. But then in exchange, you have to make people come see... William Shakespeare's okay. like play. So it's like a like a weird um uh what's the the sitcom where it's like one's dirty and one's a neat freak. Oh, an odd couple. They're an odd couple that for some reason is like being yes. put together. And then the the story with them with the baby is that there's a prophecy that um Satan will have mm-hmm. a son Adam mm-hmm. who will like start the apocalypse. Yes. And they are sort of and Crowley doesn't want the apocalypse to happen because right. he wants to continue both of them want to continue living on earth and doing human stuff. Okay. Because once the apocalypse happens, both of them will have to go back to their respective gotcha. places. So they don't both of them respectively don't want the apocalypse to happen yes. for the same reason. And so the Okay. And so gotcha. so then they the decision they make is they are both like basically like given the task to make sure that um or it's like I think 
Crowley is specifically given the task to make sure Adam goes to the right family and is evil. Mm. And then that kind of goes awry. Mm -hmm. And again, he doesn't want the apocalypse to happen, but he's like, I haven't been doing like quite enough, like strong forces. (laughs) That's going to be really loud. I apologize. (laughs) I'm sick. Um, So it's sort of like Crowley is sort of like, like the higher ups in hell are sort of like, oh, we like all of this new, like this dumb stuff that you're doing, but all the lesser demons are like, but you're not really doing like what you're supposed, supposed to be, to be doing. doing. Okay. And so, okay. And so I'm kind of getting the. the and so feel. he sort of so he goes to be he goes to a zero fail and he's mm-hmm. like I can't not listen to the mission that I'm supposed to make sure Adam is evil. Mm-hmm. But if there also happened to be an angel who was you know mm-hmm. giving him good influences at the same time I was giving him I bad, then he would you know probably come out net neutral. Mm, okay. And so then they both like. So, like, they both are... They're, like, like scheming the... to make it work yes. without stepping on anybody's toes. No, yeah. So, it's, okay. like, most of okay, their scheming okay, okay. is like that, where they sort gotcha. of scheme to come out net neutral instead of let either side mm, win, okay. because the angel side is sort of clinically, like, good at any cost. And right. if people die, then so what? Mm. And they're only human, and in mm-hmm. Zero Fail is like, that's not right. It's mm-hmm. mostly a lot of scheming to come out net neutral, and so they kind of both do questionable things for their side Mm -hmm. where like so uh crowley will do something that kind of seems like they're a bit more individualistic yes yeah standard demons and angels yes exactly cool okay so with that in mind (laughs) in case we have any listeners who have not uh seen good omens that sounds like a lot of background yeah i promise there are only two characters in this excellent so you won't need to uh do any more reading up on those things but one is an angel one is a demon End of explanation. And they're both not as good at their job as they should be. That sounds great. All right. So, what is the name of this fic again? Get Religion Quick, Because You're Looking Divine by Brenanza. Nice. There were three things of which Aziraphale was absolutely certain. Number one, he's an angel. He was contractually obligated to love all God's creatures, and that included demons. Number two, he loved Crowley far beyond what could even generously be termed all-encompassing angelic love. Beautiful. Number three, Crowley, being a demon, would never and could never love him back. Aww. And that was fine. Or not fine exactly, but over the course of several thousand years, it became fine. Or at least fine adjacent. (laughs) Pining wasn't, strictly speaking, very angelic, but sacrifice was the main component of most of the major virtues, and anyway, the Ten Commandments didn't say anything about it, so Aziraphale figured he was probably in the clear, even if the line between pining and coveting was, at best, extremely blurry. (laughs) Anyway, love couldn't be a sin, no matter what those Calvinists thought. Do you want to read the footnote? Because I don't know what that means. Um, Calvinist was like a type of religion and like, it's like one of those Puritan-y kind uh, of religions. Okay. So it's like, I think, so it's probably just, they're being snarky. Being snarks. Probably not worth going past, cool. past that. There was something deeply poetic about nobly continuing to love someone you weren't supposed to. It did usually end in tragedy, which was something Aziraphale was well aware of, being at both the initial production of Romeo and Juliet, as well as Oscar Wilde's gross and decency trial but well denial too was a com- yeah. denial too was a component of several virtues and Aziraphale had rather a lot of practice stubbornly pretending things were not the way they actually were <laughs> so it was fine even if Crowley couldn't love him he clearly liked him well enough and that was almost the same thing <laughs> it's like so piney <laughs> it's so piney 
That's every teenage girl who's ever been like. Fine. He doesn't fine. know. He doesn't know my name, but that's okay. He We're lab at, partners. He looks at me sometimes. Yeah, and that's enough. That's enough for now. <laughs> I'll live with that. Breadcrumbs. Oh yeah. What? Uh, no kernels. Love kernels. Love kernels. Yeah. Um, oh, crazy ex-girlfriend. So good. It no doubt would have continued to be fine, or at least fine adjacent, were it not for narrowly averting the apocalypse and several bottles of a really quite nice Riesling Aziraphale had found in the back room of his newly restored bookshop. So he has a bookshop, I've learned this. Yes. Many he, fictions mention it. Yeah, he keeps, he has like a first editions bookshop. One ah. of the, it's basically proof that like, you know, all through human history, he's just been collecting these books. It's not like he's, I'm sure mm-hmm. people have given them to him or he's tracked them down over the years, but like, I assume some of them are ones that he just like bought when they were originally published. Ugh. He just likes weird human stuff. Yeah, it sounds fun. Lunch at the Ritz had, as it often tended to, slid seamlessly into drinks at Aziraphale's place, and they spent a few hours cheerily cataloging Adam's go at restoring his liquor cabinet. Aziraphale was quite sure that if he looked up the usual selling price for these new, bo- new bottles, the numbers would be quite high indeed. But human, don't know what this word is, oneophiles, must be wine. wine people, <laughs> lacked the experience for proper wine evaluation, so that was hardly an accurate marker for quality. There was something to be said for quantity, though, especially when one could improve a given vintage with a thought. There were, by this point, a number of bottles scattered across the backroom's table and a few on the floor besides, and Crowley was attempting to pry the cork out of another bottle of the aforementioned Riesling. This could normally be accomplished with two fingers and a blink, but Crowley's coordination had taken a considerably wine-soaked tumble in the last few hours. (laughs) Aziraphale leaned back against the worn, tartan sofa and watched Crowley struggle with the bottle. The tip of Crowley's tongue poked out at the corner of his mouth in concentration. Sunglasses slid low enough to his nose that Aziraphale could see his eyes. Do angels have, like, a thing where you can't see their eyes? I was confused by the sunglasses. No, he... So, um, he wears sunglasses because he has, like, snake eyes. Like, the angel does? Um, no, Crowley. Oh, okay. Crowley, his eyes are like golden and like slit like snakes because he sometimes turns into a snake a la ah, the Eve okay. story. So it's Crowley who's wearing the So sunglasses. Crowley has glasses, has like punk glasses gotcha. on. Gotcha. Which one is David Tennant? Uh, Crowley. Great. Yeah, that tracks. Yep. <laughs> he looks like a snake. Yep. <laughs> And he's and he's always doing that like kind of like lizard thing. Lizard. It's like and it's like always. Barty I feel Crouch. like. <laughs> yeah, but oh, oh my god. I'm like Barty Crouch. <laughs> I'm like rereading the Harry Potter books and I'm like at that section in the book where it's like Barty and I'm like oh my it has, god. It has a lizard tongue for some reason. Yeah, you're like he's just being weird. Yeah, and, well, it's that I also think it's funny. It's like David Tennant. There's a lot of jokes on the internet, like, he couldn't be an angel because he's always just sort of like, I'm a demon, but make it sexy. I'm the doctor, but make it sexy. It's like he's yeah. always, like, intentionally Weird like, sexy. how can I slut this up? And it's like, that would never be an angel. Of that course, that's a sluttier. tempting demon. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm a grocery store attendant, but make it that's slutty. sexy. <laughs> Zerophil couldn't help his fond smile, affection blooming warm within him. He'd always loved Crowley's eyes. He shouldn't have, considering they were the one unavoidable reminder that Crowley was not just a demon, but the serpent of Eden and the architect of original sin. But, well, that was part of what Aziraphale loved about them. <laughs> they were uniquely Crowley's. Even other demons, not that Aziraphale kept company with any, tended to go for human standards while on Earth. He did wonder sometimes what Crowley's eyes had looked like before he fell, if they had been that same burnished gold hue. Nothing else seemed to suit him half as well. 
Crowley finally got the wine and opened with a triumphant cry. He tipped it in the general direction of his glass, missed wildly, and took a healthy swallow directly from the bottle instead. The spilled wine obligingly vanished, and Crowley handed the bottle to Aziraphale. "'Now where was I?' Crowley said, frowning a little. The action made his glasses slip even lower until they were just barely dangling from the tip of his nose, and Aziraphale longed to sweep them off his face entirely. He understood the practical reason Crowley wore them, of course, humans being so easily startled, but he wished Crowley would dispense with them when it was just the two of them. He wanted to see all of Crowley, eyes, wings, the little patch of scales that ran down his spine. Ew. (laughs) Aziraphale abruptly decided he was not nearly drunk, drunk enough for this line of thought. I'm not either. Nope. In fact, I'm actually going to get more water because I'm dying. Speaking, we had a social media break. So speaking of children and social media, have you been on TikTok yet? Oh my God. I like, I I downloaded it and then I was like overwhelmed and then I deleted it. So I'm finding success on TikTok because I am an adult and can understand how to make quality things. Nice. (laughs) I literally have like four videos and two of them, one... Two of them have gone big, in my opinion, because, like, okay, one video that I put, I put it on Instagram, got, like, 150 views. I'm like, that's yeah. pretty average. Sure, yeah. I don't have a ton of, like, Instagram followers. But the same video with, like, minor editing got 6,000 views. Holy moly. <laughs> and another one that's not even good got 12,000. And I'm like, I don't understand who's watching this. Because I don't have any followers. But then I would, like, look because like, I'm like, oh, Instagram, like you kind of look at the people who like yours to see if they have similar content. Yeah. And so I'll look. Okay, I'm going to like bring it up. Cause, Please, like, yeah, show me because I'm so curious. So, it's so wild because... Because I like watching TikTok videos on Tumblr I and like the watching, internet. Yeah, like if you find good ones. And <laughs> I like, like the ones that get shared. We're, we're doing this live. Like this is... Uh, I, some, I got a new follower 34 minutes ago. I'm going to take a stab. It's the Chuck E. Cheese mouse is their icon, which is very interesting. <laughs> um, so I... We'll go on them. I'm going to take a stab. So they all have, like, five views. It's probably this little boy. How old would you say he is? Um, maybe eight. I would even say, like, six. So yeah. we're going to look at one that has uh, 12 views. Oh, this song that's on every freaking TikTok. Yeah. But it's just, like, him not doing anything? And, like, maybe kind of half lip-syncing. And that's 100% of what all of them are. Like, they're all, like, seven-year-old kids in, like, their bedrooms, like, half lip-syncing or, like, with a filter on and then just, like, posing. But, like, it's moving around and, like... And they all have, like... I was like, oh, like, everyone must get lots of views on TikTok. Like, it must just be that everybody watches more videos than on Instagram or whatever. But is not true. All of my followers get five views because they're all seven years old. Like, this is the other one. This is a different one from earlier today. Oh, she even posted... She didn't have those three videos earlier, which is exciting. But it would be like, um... Like, that's, like, just a thing. I don't know. And, like, that was pretty good. But then it'll be, like, other weird stuff. Like, it's just them, like, But that's never one I'm going to see, like, yeah, that's never one that'll be shared on Facebook where no. I and Elder can yeah. see it. Yeah, and so I'd be like, who are all these people that are, like, looking at my stuff? And I'm like, it's, I'd, seven-year-old children. Seven-year-old? So, it's so weird. That's bizarre. And, like, here, I'll show you my, like, two videos that have any views and, like, likes. Like, this is one of them. I add, like, EDM music because I was like, I think this is what TikTok is. I don't really know. Yeah. And, like, a filter. It's literally just that. This has been seen 12,000 times. What? <laughs> I think I even saw that one on, inst- on yeah. Instagram. I put it on Instagram because I was like, this is a dumb thing. And this one, 8,000 now. 
It's literally just me doing like a very minor skate trick because I'm not that good at skating. <laughs> it's just literally that you are like maybe mildly rel- on the music. Yeah. So like I'm like, okay, I added an effect. I added a, yeah. like a, a sound that was like on the recommended sounds because like, I don't fucking know how this app works. But I still I desire. Am... I want you to do the Mr. Sandman with all of your pets. I will do that because that sounds like a fun idea. Okay. Back to our red- regularly scheduled fan fiction now that we've talked about how weird tiktok is i like my favorite part about tiktok just to Uh, briefly be on that is it's sort of like a resurgence of vine yeah but like but it's like it's not it seems like like if i had to guess it's like a social media that kids are allowed to be on like someone Mm. decided or the universe decided that like kids are allowed to have tiktok because it's just, like, the premise is that it's them just kind of, like, doing things to music. Like, they don't have to say words. They don't have to talk yeah. about themselves. They don't have to post any information. Like, it's just, yeah, like, yeah, a fun yeah. activity. And it would be pretty hard to, like, TikTok some porn in. Yes. I assume it would get caught pretty quickly. I don't really yeah. know. I don't really know. There's not a lot of... I've never gone looking for it, so I right. don't know. Well, and, like, there's, there is adults, and adults are usually what's trending. Like, it's crafts and, like, people making costumes and people doing, like, bits, um, yeah. like, based on the music. Well, like, did you see... Since makeup we were... art. Um, I saw, like, a TikTok that was, like, shared. It was that um, this girl was, like, dancing to Chance the Rapper's song Groceries, <laughs> and um, and then in the background, there's, like, a shadowy figure that, like, walks by, and so it's, like, a ghost, and so Chance the Rapper, like, shared it and was, like, girl, that's a ghost. Oh, no. I, I feel like, like I have seen this. Because I saw it. It's, like, really real. Wow. Okay. I'll look it up later. Because um, it's also really hard to, like, find people. Like, you don't find people you know. No, it's, yeah. like, not. It's literally. It's, like, Twitter used to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, when Twitter first started. Um, you can just be out there making yeah. some TikToks. Yeah, because everyone's seven and has, like, no views because they don't understand how There's, like, works. no way to track down someone from your school and bully them over TikTok. Probably not. I don't know. Because I just remember Musical.ly and Musical.ly being, like, a weird thirst trap for preteens. And I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be anywhere near this because yeah. I feel like I'm going to get arrested. But right. I've not come across any of that yet. Because I didn't get a so TikTok. So maybe they, maybe they fixed the algorithm or something. Right, because I, I didn't get a TikTok because I was like, I'm not... I love a good lip sync, but mm-hmm. I just look awkward always, and so I'm just not going to. You got to do that that uh, half speed. Oh, we can make one later. It'll okay. be really bad. Okay, because I, I do. It. Well, what I do appreciate about it is that it's like an activity more than it is like a social media. Like yeah. Instagram, I'm like I have to like wait until I'm doing something fun, and then I have to take remember to take a picture of it, and then I have to like you know do all this work. Yeah, it's whereas a lot TikTok, of it's like what are other people doing? Cool, I can do that. Exact same thing, and that's the point. It's a challenge. <laughs> I don't have to be creative. I can just lip sync these words or like. Run my cat over the top of the screen and art. That's it. <laughs> That's all I needed to do. That was a fun twenty-minute activity. That is what art should be about oh. the creation, not the result. Right, and the result is also funny. Good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's like the opposite of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a really long time, and no one listens. No one it. listens, and debatably, it's art. And I don't want anyone from TikTok to listen to this podcast because they're all seven. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hashtag explicit. Back to, uh, we're back to this. Uh, uh, fan fiction. <laughs> uh, where did I stop? <laughs> oh, we were, talking, eyes. we were talking about Crowley's beautiful snake eyes. Snake um, eyes. Now, where was I? Crowley said, <laughs> The action made his glasses slip even lower until they were barely dangling from the tip of his nose, Sexy. and Aziraphale longed to sweep them off his face entirely, which I guess is like preface to kissing. Sure. 
I can't think of. A, a, I've never removed someone's glasses. I've never had the. I've been them. like you know the hair hair away from the face. I've never been like take off your glasses. I want to see your face and throw them across the room. Like, oh. mm. He wanted to see Olive Crowley eyes, wings, the Cleopatra scales that end up in the spine. Gross. Yes, of course. Aziraphale abruptly decided he was not nearly drunk enough for this line of thought. All right, Crowley continued, apparently unfazed by Aziraphale's extremely tentative grasp on self-control. You like musicals, and you even like this musical. I just, so I don't understand. It's not the same, Aziraphale cried, picking up the familiar thread of a well-trod argument. This was at least safer ground. He could always count on Crowley to be irritatingly peachy about things he thought Aziraphale ought to try. There are acoustics to consider. I don't care how expensive your all-around sound is, so I can't replicate a stage performance. Crowley reached for the bottle of wine and took a swig. It's called surround sound, he said. It isn't meant to. Then why would I? Because it's different. It's like sushi, Angel. I'm trying to broaden your horizons. My horizons are just fine where they are at, Aziraphale said hauntingly, and then he wrenched the bottle back from Crowley. That's what you said about sushi. Crowley tugged the bottle back before Aziraphale could take so much as a sip and gestured at him with the mouth of it. And Shakespeare and tequila, and I didn't like tequila. <laughs> and Vera Lynn and Honey Dormus and... All right, I get the picture. Aziraphale scowled at him and took the wine back. None of it had slopped out of the bottle, despite the rather vigorous tug of war, which came as something of a surprise to the wine and even more to the stainless sofa. The point is, Crowley said, jabbing a wavering finger towards Aziraphale, the point is, I'm right, and you should listen to me. <laughs> As temptations went, it was not one of Crowley's best. Aziraphale stopped drinking long enough to give it the skeptical look it deserved, which was, by coincidence, the exact amount of time needed for Crowley to steal the bottle back. I wasn't done, Aziraphale protested. Crowley gave him a grin so wide there was some sort of spatial distortion involved to fit it all on his face. But I have the bottle now, so you must have been, since I... I'm always right. By always, you mean hardly ever. Sushi, jazz music, West End musicals. <laughs> and tequila, and tequila. so definitely not always. Crowley responded to this entirely accurate criticism by taking a long, long drink of wine, an action he somehow managed to imbue with more than the amount of usual smugness. There was barely a swallow or two left in the bottle when he handed it back to Aziraphale, but Aziraphale frowned at it, and it suddenly found, and it suddenly found itself half full again. I was right about musicals, though. Crowley said. He turned towards Aziraphale on the sofa, so his legs were tucked up under him and his cheek was pressed against the back cushion. I knew I would be. You're such a stere stereotype sometimes, Angel. There were several comments Aziraphale could make about overly tight trousers, snakeskin shoes, and pots talking to kettles, but he magnanimously elected to keep them to himself. I don't know what all those references are to, but I feel like he must wear tight trousers because of the sexy factor. The sexy factor, mm. the sexy factor, and then, you know, the pot calling the kettle black. Mm -hmm. So... Snakeskin shoes is yep, a funny sexy. touch. I, there's nothing sexier than a snakeskin shoe. Especially when he sometimes is a snake. Ah ha ha! It's, snakes don't even have feet. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> Demons have snake feet. Um. Anyway, those are just his feet. They're not even shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They continued to pass the wine back and forth, more agreeably now that there had ceased to be a limited amount of it. It would have been just as easy to open a second bottle or to miracle the wine into glasses, but their hands sometimes brushed in transit, and Aziraphale was loath to cut himself off from even that brief contact. Just touch me again. Touch. Touch. touch and... Stop caressing the microphone. I don't know if that ASMR would have translated, but I was hoping to get a touch sound. Be like whatever it sounds like to... Touching. <laughs> We're an ASMR podcast, remember? <laughs> Run! <laughs> we just... <laughs> uh, but, but touching. 
that's what we were talking about. Neither of them had ever been particularly tactile unless social custom required, but the warmth of Crowley's hand in his lingered in his memory. It was far more than Aziraphale usually permitted himself, more than Crowley generally allowed, but there had been something comforting in knowing that in his immortal life, if his immortal life was going to end, it would end besides Crowley. It occurred to Aziraphale then, in a way that profound thoughts occurred to the profoundly inebriated, just how close they'd come to the end. But for the whims of the extremely human son of Satan, the final battle would even now still be raging, and Aziraphale himself nothing but a firmament. And even if he did somehow manage to evade obliteration at the hands of Lucifer himself, he'd be forced to take up arms for heaven. One side or other would win, and that would be the end of the earth, the end of the arrangement, the end of... the end of Crowley. Aww. I know. He's more important than all the world. All the world. All the gods in heaven or whatever. Aziraphale knew he was rapidly approaching the point that alcohol loosened one's tongue enough to regret it later. It you just have... gotta drink past that feeling. <laughs> and then you just can't talk at all. <laughs> yep. Then <laughs> there's what? nothing to regret. I didn't even know what I was saying. This is bad advice. Don't, take <laughs> Don't do that. That's a bad idea. <laughs> Don't listen, TikTok kids. It's not true. <laughs> drink in moderation and drink only tea. Don't drink at all because you're sad. <laughs> drink your juice and go Cap- away. Capri Sun. Don't stop watching my TikToks, though. I find it validating. <laughs> Hashtag promote Grace's TikTok. Grace does circus on TikTok. Mm. It would have been wise to sober up at this point, or at least to stop drinking, but if Aziraphale had learned anything in his 6,000 years on Earth, is this implying that the Earth is 6,000 years old? Because yes. I'm... T- yeah. In the... So in the book... Disagree. So in the book... Well, it's like... It's kind of like... In the show, it's kind of comically. Like, they're ah. like... It's like... They'll be like, the Earth was started on this day. The Earth is a Libra. And like... Like literally... Like Making reference to the 6,000 years old thing. But yes. Like it's sort of like... Playing with it. Yeah. It's like so over the top, like... That's Fun. It was born on a Tuesday at this time, making <laughs> Earth technically a Libra. Cute. And like, Party. And, yeah, and so it's like, and so it's, it's, it's Libra season. It's a good time. Yeah. No, so it's, it is very like tongue in cheek where Cute. it's not like, they're like, the Earth is actually 6,000 years old, but they're like, in this book, the, the Earth is that. It and is that's that right yeah, now yeah, in so. our story today. That's fun. Okay. In the 6,000 years on Earth, it was that people rarely did anything while intoxicated that they didn't secretly want to do while sober. It's true. Yeah. In the end, it just slipped out, easily as breathing. Crowley was badly mangled. <laughs> Crowley was badly mangling the plot it of was a like film. was like he was mangled? Yes, suddenly he's just in a pile of snake. Crowley was badly mangled to the plot of a film he thought they ought to see, gesturing so expansively that the empty bottles on the table had to hop out of the way to avoid being knocked to the floor. He was beautiful and ridiculous and alive, seated on the sofa beside Aziraphale on an earth that didn't end. Do you know, my dear, Aziraphale said... Do they actually say that in the show? Because it's referenced in the fanfiction a lot, where they call each other dear and angel. Yeah, but it's sort of like... British. Like, yeah, it's more like in the British way, where they would be like, oh, darling. They don't mm. say darling, but it's like, only in the show... It's like I read somewhere, it's like, it's only in the show that he says, my dear. It's mm. not in the book. Mm. So, like, Neil Ga- so like someone asked okay. Neil Gaiman, like, is it ever in the book? And he's like, it's not, but like, I still like the implication that they're in love. Into it. Makes sense. Where would they? My dear. My dear. Do you know, my dear, Aziraphale said, only vaguely aware that he was interrupting Crowley mid-sentence, that I love you very much. Ew. Crowley <laughs> rolled his eyes. It was not exactly the reaction Aziraphale had been hoping for. You're a sappy drunk angel. 
I do, Aziraphale insisted, even if Crowley couldn't love him, couldn't feel how much Aziraphale burned with it. He deserved to know that he was loved, that he deserved to be loved. Yeah, yeah, Crowley said, flapping a hand vaguely at him. You love everything. It comes with the territory. He said at the (laughs) dregs of wine. That would be kind of a bummer to be like, I love you. I love everything. I love everyone. It's that's it's not, not what I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, it would be like, you just love everything. So it does. it's not special. It's not special when you also love me. I yeah. you loved the chair a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, be like, I love, love lamp. Chair. I love lamp. lamp. I love you. <laughs> Aziraphale did, in fact, love everything, because that was his job. But he could readily admit he loved some things more than others. And Crowley was so much more than misprint Bibles or cocoa with whipped cream or tartan sweaters. Maybe those things were how Crowley had convinced Aziraphale to save the world, but he hadn't faced down heaven and hell both for Regency snuff boxes. He'd done it more for lunches at the Ritz, more walks through St. James, more terrifying trips in Crowley's discorporation trap of a car. For Earth, sure, but if Aziraphale were really honest with himself, and he so rarely was, it was simply for more Crowley. <laughs> no, 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 not like that, Aziraphale said, or... No, 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 not like that. We gotta remember, he's very drunk. Yes. Aziraphale said, leaning forward so he could grasp Crowley's hands in his. He had to make Crowley understand that if it was an obligation, that he loved Crowley, even though he knew he shouldn't, that it pushed everything else aside until his entire being hummed in time with Crowley's, that it was irrevocably and reverberant and blasphemous. (laughs) I love you, do you see? Not for work. I'm... I suppose you could say I'm in love with you, to use a human phrase. Whoa. I know. Not for work. Not for, I don't love you because I have to for work. Not say for I work. I love you for fun. I love you for fun as a hobby. <laughs> I love you as a hobby on my own time. Please put that in your Without vows. pay. <laughs> I love you because I can, not because I have to it's, for my job. It's like in Pride and Prejudice. He's like, yeah. I love you against my better judgment. And mm-hmm. she's like, that's not a compliment. That's not really romantic, but I get what you're, you're like, saying, going like, for. You're like, I see what you're trying to say, but don't say it I'll that I'll take way. your intention, I guess. Crowley went very still. Aziraphale withdrew his hand and folded them primly in his lap, moving back to their more customary distance. It's quite all right that you don't love me, he hurriedly added. It doesn't change anything. I just wanted you to know, in case. Well, in case of what? Emergency? Well, anything could still happen with our superiors, you know, and neither side is probably very pleased with us at this moment. Crowley stared at him over the rim of his sunglasses, looking rather stricken. He was making an odd, creaky sound, like a strong wind through a poorly sealed window. Yes, I would say that's really accurate. The mostly empty wine bottle he'd been holding slipped out of his loose grasp and clattered to the floor, wine drops splattering the hardwood. Aziraphale, he said finally, voice ragged. What the fuck are you talking about? Love, you idiot. Goddammit. Demons. And they're stupid. Aziraphale wrinkled his nose distastefully at the coarse language. You said you didn't think it was over, Adam seeming rather certain things would be all right, and there's the ineffable plan and all, but... No, not that, Crowley croaked. He reached out blindly toward the table, and the first empty bottle he touched found itself half full of an amber liquid that was definitely not wine. <laughs> he drank from it long enough that Aziraphale... Is it tequila? It, no, it's an amber-colored. It's probably whiskey. Uh, that makes more sense. That'd be, that'd be my best guess. A hellfire of a, of a beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect for a demon. Aha! He drank from it long enough that Aziraphale considered being offended and then focused his attention back on Aziraphale. What do you mean it's all right that I don't love you? Oh, you know, Aziraphale said, drawing himself up up imperviously. 
Fallen angels can't feel the virtues. I shouldn't have to tell you what being a demon is like, considering you are one. I'm uncertain what the lore is of the Bible or of this book. All right. (laughs) Don't know either very well. Crowley's face cycled through several different emotions, too quickly for Aziraphale to track in his wine-numbed state. He removed his sunglasses, folded them, and tucked them into his breast pocket. His golden eyes were clear when he met Aziraphale's gaze, no longer clouded with alcohol. Very softly, he said, You don't think I love you? You can't, Aziraphale said, and his throat was suddenly too tight. He blinked away the tears, prickling at the corners of his eyes with an effort of angelic will, and cleared his throat. But I don't blame you for it, my dear, he continued, determined to get the conversation back onto a more even keel. Your friendship is very important to me, and I wouldn't change that for anything. Aww. Friendship, Crowley He forced him into the friend zone, but it was like, I love you. I'll just put myself in the friend zone, it's fine. I'll just lock myself into this friendship. And I'm happy in here, it throws away key. (laughs) Don't get me. (laughs) I'm happy being jailed in here. (laughs) Friendship, Crowley echoed flatly. Angel... He paused, grasping for words, and Aziraphale strongly considered finishing what was left of the liquor that Crowley had miracled. This was rapidly becoming a conversation he probably he should probably not have while drunk, but he wanted even less to have it sober. Perhaps he played up the mortal enemies bit from time to time, exaggerated it to his superiors, but he had always considered Crowley a friend, practically all the way back to Eden. I just... Crowley was saying, mostly to himself. He pushed a hand through his hair, ruffled it beyond his usual artfully quaffed devil-may-care mess. But can you not? It's so... He looked up and met Aziraphale's eyes, brows drawn together and almost pleading. Aziraphale, of course I love you. Aww. And that was just cruel, even for Crowley. Oh, (laughs) what? He may have been the original tempter, but Aziraphale had thought them long past those particular wiles. He thinks he's tempting him. Oh, he is tempting you. He is, it's true. He'd always known his feelings for Crowley could never truly be returned, and he'd made peace with it, but to dangle the possibility in front of him now, Aziraphale wanted it to be true, desperately, but there were certain immutable laws about the nature of angels and demons, and as Aziraphale knew, perhaps better than anyone, waiting something, wanting something, didn't make it true. Stop it, Crowley, he said, unable to keep the hurt out of his voice. He dropped his gaze to his lap. His eyes were starting to well up again. He'd probably have more control if he sobered up, but he was in no particular hurry to feel the full force of all the emotions currently being kept at bay by copious amounts of wine. No, said Crowley. His voice was tight, like he could barely resist the urge to shout, No! Is that what they tell you up there? Jesus Christ, Angel, America's got nothing on heaven for propaganda. Just because I can't sense virtues doesn't mean I can't feel them. You've seen how I tip... (laughs) (laughs) That did actually make a bit of sense. Despite his very best efforts, there was something like hope flickering to life in Aziraphale's chest. Crowley was a demon, and therefore a liar by trade, but he didn't lie to Aziraphale. Not about anything important. But I'd know, Aziraphale protested weakly. I'd be able to sense it. And he couldn't. His bookshop felt exactly the same as it always had. Crowley made a broad gesture of invitation. His eyes were looking a little wild now, and Aziraphale thought it was best to humor him before there were before there were more muttered hysterics. It was much easier to sense virtues when he wasn't several bottles deep into a vice, so he sobered up a little and concentrated. <laughs> there was, as usual, a general glow of warmth around him, but it wasn't any more than the usual baseline. <gasps> That's because he's loved you for always! There were so many humans in London, and they loved so many things for so long that it settled into the foundations, like a rock that had spent all day in the sun. The rock didn't tell you anything about the air temperature, not really, only whether or not you could walk barefoot across the blacktop. I don't feel anything, Aziraphale said. 
Crowley stared at him. That's impossible. He sounded a little bit desperate now. How can you not feel it? It's, it's technicolor and surround sound and IMAX. Hell, hell can feel it. <laughs> Aziraphale was certain Crowley had made at least two of those things up on the spot, but then Crowley was clutching Aziraphale's shoulders, refraining from shaking him only due to a millennia of restraint. You don't feel anything? Aziraphale frowned at him. It wasn't like Crowley to get physical. Nothing that stands out, no. Crowley looked confused at that. So Aziraphale explained, I can feel a sort of ambient level of love in this part of London. So explain to me how this uh, sensing of love works. Is that explained in the show or is that just like a thing they're making up? It was not explained in the show, so I don't know if it's in the book. Uncertain. Anyway, anywhere people have been long enough tends to absorb it. It's like, oh, a clock ticking. After a while, you just sort of tune it out. Crowley blinked at him. Considering he rarely bothered, it had to be a deliberate action. <laughs> you tune it out? He repeated. Well, it's there all the time. Aziraphale wasn't quite sure why he had to explain all this to Crowley. Surely it worked the same way for demons and vices. Humans had been sinning for so long that the very bedrock had to bear some faint tarnish from it. And it only gets stronger the more humans there are. So if I didn't, I'd never be able to sense anything at all. How long? Crowley said. He had not let go of Aziraphale's shoulders. How long have you been tuning out this radio static? Aziraphale thought about it. He could scarcely remember a time when he hadn't felt it. He hadn't needed to tune it out until the population of humans really got going, but it had been there practically from the beginning. Several thousand years, I should think. Crowley let out a theatrical sigh and released Aziraphale so he could pinch the bridge of his nose. So theoretically, he says, sounding very tired now, if a very long-lived creature, say, an immortal occult being, loved something, or someone, I don't know, say, an immortal ethereal being, for a very, very long time, that love, to you, would be indistinguishable from background noise. <laughs> when you put it like that, <laughs> it, it sounds makes, a little rude. It does sound very rude. <laughs> it was Aziraphale's turn to stare, and he did so unblinkingly for several long seconds. Crowley couldn't possibly be implying what he seemed to be implying. Aziraphale had never sensed so much as a whiff of love from the demon before, or any other virtues for that matter. It was true that Crowley occasionally performed acts of charity in Aziraphale's stead as per the agreement, but that was more out of the desire to do as little work as possible, which was to say sloth rather than any real sense of virtue. See, yeah, that's what they do. He's like, I don't want to do this curse, so like, I'll do a miracle for you instead. Like, <laughs> We're all lazy. Uh, wasn't it? Aziraphale considered the reverse. As an angel, he couldn't sense vices in humans, but he was self-aware enough to recognize his own propensity for overindulgence, that... Stab of envy he felt when he discovered the nice and accurate prophecies in Anathema's device's possession. I don't know what that means. The glimmer of pride that drove him to keep his hands exquisitely manicured. (laughs) Angels were supposed to be incapable of sin, lest they fall, and yet... The book is like, um, so like how like Nordstradamus and like all these other Mm. prophecies, the only one that is 100% accurate is Mm. the nice and accurate prophecies of anathemas oh okay and so it's like so it's like literally everything is like exactly perfect and so that's how they figure out the apocalypse oh funny (laughs) because that one yep produced it all right uh the flicker of hope in aziraphale's chest caught flame and he couldn't bring himself to smother it quite yet he focused on that warmth ever-present glow again feeling out the shape of it with his full attention it was more like a sun he realized white hot and blazing it drowned out everything else until it was all Ephesiel could feel his whole being thrummed with it it was so bright incandescent and radiant oh aziraphale whispered oh i said that wrong Oh, (laughs) we're too excited. Oh, Crowley. How could he have ever believed something like this could be anything but divine? It didn't matter that Crowley couldn't feel the host, couldn't feel him, but him capitalized the Mm. Lord because he'd reoriented himself to a new north a long time ago. 
as if short human lives, even a sum total of them, could ever be capable of this much love. All this time? Crowley went a little pink and shit, rugged. Always. Nearly. No. <laughs> before the agreement? Well before. Aziraphale lifted his chin. He'd been remarkably stupid for a very, very long time, and the profound embarrassment of that realization had him itching to share some of the, some of the blame. You could have said something, you know, he said, a tad huffly. Crowley gave him a look, fond and exasperated. Angel, he said. It was both an endearment and a reminder. You can literally sense love. I didn't think I had to. Can you imagine <laughs> if you told someone that you love them and their first thought was like, you could have said something sooner. You asshole. You asshole. And then that is pretty funny. He's like, I, I didn't think I had to tell you. I was spewing it out of my pores. Yeah, right. <laughs> what do you mean? Right. You dumb. Yeah, that is, that is pretty dumb. He was just like, I tuned it out. Uh, right. Like, right. How dare you? <laughs> I just assumed it was human nature. He's just like, oh, humans Weirdo. love lots of stuff, like rocks. And so this just, must be just all the human love. <laughs> they just love a lot of stupid gonna stuff. tune this out. Still, Aziraphale insisted, as immortal beings, they did not generally worry too much about the passage of time. But oh, they had wasted so much of it. But then, perhaps they hadn't at all. That was the thing about ineffability, and wasn't it? And who was Aziraphale to question his divine wisdom? It had been a desperate gamble when he had thrown it to the Metatron in the face of the apocalypse, a last-ditch effort he hadn't necessarily entirely believed. But then he did work in mysterious ways. That didn't mean he couldn't tease Crowley about it, though. All this time you've been, what, pining nobly like a gothic heroine, convinced an angel couldn't possibly deign to love a demon? Something like that, Crowley muttered. <laughs> the pink in his cheeks darkened, and he hunched his shoulders, drawing in on himself. I'm a demon, covetings in my bylaws. <laughs> After a beat, he looked up at Aziraphale again, and there was a familiar glimmer of mischief in his eyes. Besides, he said, it's not as if I can sense love. Aww. Yes, all right, Aziraphale said. But he can sense vice, so if you're, like, sexually into him, which maybe Aziraphale wouldn't be, but, like... I don't know if he has that power. I haven't watched the show. It's not as if... Uh, yes, all right. Aziraphale said. He recognized the look Crowley wore. Angels couldn't see the future, but Aziraphale was certain his involved a smart-mouthed demon who couldn't let things go. Because if I could, Crowley continued, grin spreading across his face, I would definitely be able to sense a boatload of it right in front of my face. All right. For millennia. Yes, dear. <laughs> I definitely know the difference between human love and ethereal love. There was a very human way of shutting people up that Aziraphale had always rather wanted to try, and Crowley had given him the perfect opportunity. He grasped Crowley's shirt and yanked him forward, kissing him soundly. It was very effective. <laughs> the end. Aww. Yes. You couldn't see that I was in love you? You can, you can sense love. What is wrong? <laughs> I didn't think I had to tell you. That, wow. So cute. That was cute. Ooh. So just, very, like, overall, just precious little, like, dumbs being dumbs. <laughs> I love a good dumb on dumb. Dumb on dumb, angel just on Just two dumb. dumbs pining after just each other. Just two for millennia. For millennia. For 6,000 years. The, yes, this was a very highly rated, it has like 11,000 kudos, because I was like, all right, this, yep, this is good. This is good Britain. I'll take I it. Like it. I'll like take it. it. It's a good time. Just two dumbs being dumb. In dumb love. In dumb drunk love. <laughs> and one of my favorite, uh, it's a little trite when it comes up in like regular movies, but in fan fiction when two people just get drunk and tell each other their feelings, I'm like, I'm into this. This is a real thing that is fun. <laughs> I'm like, right? It's like because when it happens in real life, a lot of times it goes awry. It gets weird. <laughs> when you're Not like, I'm in love with you, and they're like, ugh, you're in like the this. friend drawer. <laughs> the drawer. I've decided the friend zone is a drawer that you shut, and then you can no. lock it. 
Right. You're in the friendship drawer. With all my knickknacks. With all my knickknacks. Here are all the things I love, but in a friend way. Old ticket stubs and uh, pictures that I've forgotten about, and you. And you. <laughs> all the things I want to keep, but not look at every day. A couple hard candies and some bobby pins. It's a good time. Be like, <laughs> I, I don't know why the bobby pins are in here, but they are. I keep putting them places. No, I, I find like Ugh. bobby pins in my jewelry box, and I'm like, just put them with the other bobby pins. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you can have a friendship jewelry box too. I'm just like, I'll just let you be in here, and you can sit. I'm never gonna open this. You're but a I will jewel. get to see you. <laughs> you're you're a jewel, and I will look at you, but I shan't wear you. I will fondly remember why I have you. Yes, and that's it. <laughs> Hashtag. But I will not give you to goodwill because I someday think I might put you on. <laughs> yes, it's an, an event. Will, an event will come up, and I will need this. I really will need you just one time. <laughs> I need you one time. Exactly. It's, it's a like good metaphor. A, yeah, exactly. You're like prom jewelry. I can't bear to get rid of you because I might need you for an event. But I but... can take you to prom, have a good time, and then nothing else. And then that's it. That's it. Done. Bye. <laughs> good day. Good day to you. <laughs> oh, good times. All right. Uh, so I've been pondering this for however long it's been since we recorded because I was like thinking about I must have been editing or something and I was thinking about um something we said which was like what is we're talking about someone like their first inter- interaction with fan fiction because yes. they had never read it and so I was thinking about my very first interaction with fan fiction and I think it was the infamous my immortal I think that was the first fan fiction I ever read yes and I think I read it twice because I was just so like, what's going on? Because I, I think I read it by myself and then made a friend. I'm, I don't think it was you. Nope. No, it must have been a different friend that I was like, you need to experience this with me because it's absolutely insane. Yeah. So my assignment for you. Oh my gosh. It's not to read My Immortal. Oh, thank God. But I would like you to bring me a Mary Sue fan fiction <laughs> that is based in one of the top trilogies okay. or not trilogy the, the top series yeah, yeah, yeah. either Harry Potter okay. Twilight or Hunger Games okay a Mary Sue from Harry Potter yes Hunger Games or what was the other one uh Twilight Twilight okay yes. which okay. I understand my immortal was Harry Potter so like if you want to yeah. take that one out of the running I totally understand but I I know you need at least a couple places to look. Yeah. So I'm going to give you those two places. Okay. Yes, I want... It can be a Martin Stew. A Martin Stew. It can Stew. be a boy. A I think it's more fun if it's a girl. But yeah. that's just me. Yes, yeah, some... Which this will be tough because I think it will probably be written by a child. But if it's from far enough away, I think, it, I think we're in the clear. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I want some Mary Sue stupid goodness to delve into. I love it. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. Also, I want to mm-hmm. know if like... I want to know if I just, like, search for Mary Sue, if that'll be, like, a tag. Like, someone, like, wrote a satire. I I don't know. I was, like, pondering how you might come upon this. And I think, you know, if you just peruse older Hunger Games, you'll find, like, you know, I was taken and I am just a humble, like, peasant from District 6, but I somehow also have magic powers and I have teamed up with Katniss and we are best friends and blah, 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 blah. Like, that, you know, will probably be out there somewhere. But you can happen upon it, or I feel like Tumblr is pretty good about being like, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can maybe also like just give it a weird goog and like find yeah, enough yeah, keywords yeah. that it'll be like, wow, I found this and it's like the worst thing I've ever read. <laughs> Doesn't make any yes. sense. Yes. No. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Yes, it's going to be, I'm, I'm hoping it'll be toasty. If you need to change this caveat in some way so that you can find it better, just let me know. I'll tell you over the week. Okay. Huh. So, 
Ugh, I burped a little bit. Is that what the peak thing was? Yes. <laughs> it was me burping. No, it might have been me screaming after oh, I burped. Oh, that's okay. I was like, I looked over at the, what is it? Waveform. The, the waveform, and I was like, you burped, Peaks. and there was like a huge peak. Yes, I've, I've edited this podcast long enough that I can see me laughing and you screaming no. Because <laughs> me laughing is uh, like three or four really sharp peaks and you screaming no is just big block it's just a big block of <laughs> yes. wow yes it's just very like full full encapsulating of the like band and lung well and that's <laughs> that is how i feel when i scream oh no. and i can also see that sound it's exactly like that <laughs> <laughs> and that's what my well off looks like i'm learning so much i know i i really enjoy editing because it's just like a it's just like listening to a podcast, but I'm getting work done. <laughs> it's like a productive podcast yes. lesson. Which, considering like no one listens to this, I'm glad I still enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, this would be a real chore if you were like... Quite a few people listened to our Rugrats episode, because I think there was a little bit of the, uh, not conspiracy, controversy oh, yeah. on the Rugrats uh, <laughs> the Reddit forum. <laughs> and everyone's like, what is this? What the fuck? <laughs> I was not, I'm not allowed to be on the Reddit's, uh, <laughs> the Rugrats Reddit anymore. <laughs> I didn't get banned, but I almost got banned <laughs> for posting about our podcast because it was too inappropriate for, for young viewers. I just think that whole thing is so funny because it's like, like, if you're just like, I got banned from the Rugrats subreddit, then you're like, how? What did you do? And you're like, I posted about, it just sounds like we made a porn about Rugrats. We, I specifically did not make a porn about Rugrats. I could have done that and I didn't. I made this specific choice. Right? It's like, Ugh. well, and it was like, I was telling, I was talking to a friend about, like, the Folgers commercial, and, like, Fair. Uh, then I was, like, very specifically, I couldn't read anything. Because she told me. Cause, yeah, because she told yeah, me. that's fair. Shout out to my friend Trisha. Ooh, Trish, <laughs> thanks for listening. Is that she, like, went out, and she was like, how porny could it even get? And then she was like, it's dark. Did you make her read the one that you didn't read? No, she found just. Oh, yes, I, yes. Okay, She just that's found fair. it. Yeah. And, like, because yeah. I was, because yeah. she was like, she's like, come on, it can't be that bad. And then she was like oh it can be it's so bad it's full porn <laughs> yeah no and i was like yeah i we have tried to self-moderate like a little like a little to be like i'm just not uh, comfortable reading just like straight yeah. like i still don't want my mom to listen to this podcast but no, like you yeah. know if she does i'd be like okay we're not going to talk about it but okay <laughs> never tell me that you're really you're watching it or reading never or tell me that you're listening to listening it. yeah right i was like i Ugh. just yeah, yes. it's just enough that it's like I don't broadcast to like close friends, close like family members. Yeah, like I wouldn't tell my parents about it. Yeah. I wouldn't tell my coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, hey, I'm doing this fun thing, trying to get more listens. So right. not gonna tell my coworkers. Listen to Pickles DNA. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to that one. <laughs> don't listen to any of them. I'm trying to think if there's like a safe one, but then they're gonna listen to the others. No, they're tell them all, tell yeah. them to listen to like after and the audio quality will be so bad they'll be like <laughs> I just can never listen to this ever again. <laughs> they get like five minutes into after part one and they're uh, like, you know what? I can't. Never mind. It's too terrible. It's right. too buzzy. It's peeking all over the place. I can't listen to this nonsense. Good. Scare them straight. Scare them away. That's the only reason we had that. <laughs> <laughs> it was an intentional choice. Intentional choice. It wasn't bad because we didn't have a microphone. <laughs> no, right? One of my friends when I did tell her about it, I was like, oh yeah, the first episode's like not the greatest audio she was like she was like she was like well are you gonna delete it so like that you yeah and it's funny (laughs) no right (laughs) 
I she, enjoyed it. No, exactly. She I was. I want to listen to it again. Right. She was like. She's like. Well, you should delete it if you're trying to get a lot of viewers. And I was like. I mean, we are, but like not at the expense of deleting art. So. Right. It's art. <laughs> to me, it's art. Ugh. And I feel like the staticky part of it, and the fact we filmed, we recorded it on a headset for the two of us, is what makes it funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, plus, like, I assume that that's not going to be the most popular episode, like, yeah. because it's going to be fandom-based. Like, yeah. if we hit upon a popular fandom, that's the episode that's going to get popular, and then therefore people are going to tune into that episode first because yes. it's the most popular, or yeah. the most recent one. Yes. People very rarely go back to the beginning of a thing no. if it's non-episodic. I do know a so friend I'm fine. of mine... They'll did... just discover that on its own and be like, the fuck right. is this? A friend of mine did do that where she, like, <laughs> where it was, like, a non-episodic like podcast mm-hmm. and she went all the way back to one and it took like three years for her to catch up oh yeah and i was like why would you do- don't do that <laughs> don't do that or i guess like i will do that if i'm like oh i really like this podcast and i've already listened to the five most right recent, if i'm already caught up then i'll like scroll back and be like all right just because yeah. i want to hear what else i think is. i started with the beginning of my favorite murder because i didn't have any particular preference to be uh, like up to date on it yeah i didn't care and it's the first one is very charming yeah <laughs> like they're just sitting in a living room being like hi so uh we're gonna we're going to talk about this thing that we both like. <laughs> like, it's very just, like, cute and weird. Yeah. We're going to talk about murder. Because anyway, like... we met at a party, and we both like it. <laughs> yeah, it was what a good a time. What a thing to be. Oh, it was a good time. All right, so we're going to wrap this one up. Um, I have given you your assignment. I'm very excited for next time. And uh, find us on... Oh, we totally forgot to plug the last episode's yeah, um, we... everything. I can edit it in. Or we can just skip it for a week. Who cares? We can be found on Instagram at Fine Pairings Podcast. We can be found on TikTok. No, we can't. <laughs> Fine Pairings TikTok. <laughs> oh my god, I would I would love to see what that even means. What would it even be? <laughs> like audio from the TV show of the thing that we didn't necessarily it's like, to. <laughs> it's like we like find a clip of like each fanfic of like the two people interacting in like a random scene and we're like why do people ship them this way when we just pull like a? The random... only way this would be funny if like it was like me and you were you and someone you were dating or me and Alicia and, like we make out at the end because that's what happens uh, in all of these fans. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna make out with you. No, not, <laughs> not, do not that. even for the talk. Not even for the talk. <laughs> anyway, don't find us on TikTok. You find me personally on TikTok at Grace Does Circus and find out. Tell me why I'm popular because I don't understand it. You can find us on email at Fine on Pairings. Email. <laughs> yes. Fine pairings the social need that is email. The email. The Gmail. Uh, Fine Pairings Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and that's about it. And I that's think we're yeah. just on Instagram and G- uh, Gmail. So, uh, yeah. And uh, iTunes. Subscribe and like and leave a review. That'd be fun. Five stars only, please. Five stars only. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not taking anything less. Not taking any guff. <laughs> I'm not taking any guff. I'm telling you what I'm worth. There's Five only, stars. There's only four ratings or something. We'll be able to find you. We'll find you. Lizzo says I'm worth everything, and that's five <laughs> stars. We will see you next time. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.